Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the January 8th, first of the year Planning Commission meeting. Um, wish you all a happy new year, I guess. That's, that's what you feel. Why it's, uh, Are all the cell phones off? You want to check mine? <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> I did turn it off, but I got a new cell phone. I have to get the chip changed in, so I'll get a new one, and then the switch will stay on. Okay, our uh, first item is salute the flag. Let's do that. Ken, would you like to lead us? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Uh, we now have a report from the planning director, AJ. Oh, roll call, I apologize. Maybe that's what I should say. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of here as quick as I can. I'm happy to do roll call. Mr. Gray? Here. Mr. Nader? Here. Mr. Moss? Here. Mr. Johnson? Here. Mr. Ricucci? Here. Mr. Denayo? Here. Mr. Sevison? Here. Now we're back on. Sorry, EJ. Now your turn. The Planning Services Division. Uh, first, I'd like to congratulate uh, Commissioners Larry Sevison, Ken Denial, and Rich Ricucci for being reappointed to the Planning Commission. Uh, so, Rich, you're in your, this is, uh, you've had four years on the commission. Ken Denial, 14 years you've been a member of our commission. 16, 16. Is that why you looked at me like that? 16 years. And then, Larry, an unprecedented 34 years, which, and which we hope that number's right, but none of us. I still can't get it right. <laughs> I'm not sure who in this room was actually around then, so we can't really confirm, yeah. <laughs> confirm that 34, but uh, that's what we have on the board. Well, so. Bill Breiner was the one that appointed me. I think it was 1969. Well, I'm happy to say at least I was born. <laughs> 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 so, staff, you know, we certainly appreciate your service. Uh, we also look forward to working with all of you uh, in 2015, which looks like it's going to be a extremely busy year, uh, but that's that's good for all of us. So on, on Tuesday, uh, the Board of Supervisors uh, heard a couple items that your planning commission has made recommendations on. The one was Placer Vineyard specific plan amendment. Uh, that was approved, so uh, we're already starting to work with the first phase development group uh, on the, the first phasing plan, and uh, there's like six property owner groups in that area that are, are getting ready to submit large lot and small lot maps for that. So. We're going to continue uh, processing those applications. Uh, the other item was the Sheridan Community Plan update. Uh, I'm not sure how many trips we took to the board, uh, but we had several trips. They finally did uh, take action. They approved the plan, and I'll just highlight uh, four of the things that uh, they did at the board. Uh, one was they removed the United Auburn Indian Community, uh, the 1,178 acres from the plan area. Uh, they modified the zoning of that 33-acre site that was south of the town center. That was the one on uh, the corner of Sheridan Lincoln Boulevard and North Nader Road. Uh, they ended up changing the zone from, or land use, from industrial park to farm with a 10-acre minimum. I think original proposed was a 
20-acre minimum. Right. So that, that was the decision. Uh, there's also language added to extend bus service to Sheridan. And then the new plan also recognizes that uh, a significant area south of the town site is within the Lincoln Airport overflight zone. So any new development in that area has to be reviewed by the Placer County Airport Land Use Compatibility uh, Plan, or with that in mind. So uh, upcoming planning commission meetings, uh, we were talking about going to Tahoe at the end of this month. Uh, those Tahoe projects have stalled, so we don't need to make a trip up to Tahoe. Uh, we will have a meeting on the 22nd. Uh, it will be here in Auburn. Just a couple items right now. There's an extension of time and then an appeal of a variance that we're looking at. And I think that's all I have. Uh, we have some uh, matters of business to follow up this, and we can jump into that if you guys are ready to. So you just say that Tahoe scratch now, the Squaw Valley Stables is not going to be the big thing. Yeah, we, on that agenda, we originally had Squaw Valley Ranch Estates. Uh, there's a North Shore gas station. We also had like a residential addition. We we're also going to give an update on the Squaw Valley specific plan. So we'll wait on that until we uh, get some items together enough to make a trip up there. Okay. Well, right. That's all I got. Any questions, of EJ? Thank you. All right. Thank you. On your next item which is the swearing-in of the Planning Commissioners. Uh, we couldn't notice Mr. Sevenson's reappointment because it didn't happen until yesterday. So in order to swear him in also, what I'd like to do is have the Planning Commission uh, make a motion um, to add Mr. Sevenson's name to the next item so that we can swear him in also. I move that we add Larry to the next item. Second. Second, any other comments or questions? All those in favor? Aye. Uh, I'll abstain. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, okay, do you swear us in? Is that how? Or, or Kathy, Kathy does it, doesn't she? Do we have to read this spiel? Yeah, if we could have the three uh, commissioners stand up. Commissioner Denio, Commissioner Ricucci, Commissioner Savas. Here. Uh, here, raise your right hand, repeat after me. I, state your name. Ken Denio. I, Larry Sevison. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly, solemnly swear. swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support, support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. To the Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. I take this obligation freely. I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or a purpose of evasion. Or a purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully that I will and faithfully discharge the duties upon which I'm about to enter. And I will faithfully discharge the duties upon which I'm about to enter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
The uh, next order of business is the uh, selection of officers. And if we could, if we could have, uh, the, there's three positions, if we could have nominations for each one individually, uh, and then a, a vote on that. Well, in, in order of seniority, we have a, a sheet of paper that gives us some direction if we choose to follow it. If uh, I suppose that's optional at this point. Uh, is there, uh, should we uh, start with the uh, chairman's position? That would be appropriate. And I accept the nomination from nominate Kent and Isle. Second. We have a motion and a second to submit Ken Denial name and for election. Is there anyone else that would care to submit any other names? Hearing then the process is closed. Uh, all those in favor of the nominee? Aye. 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 Opposed? <laughs> you lose. <laughs> okay, how about vice chairman? Is there a nomination for vice chairman? Nominate Richard Cucci. I'll second. Okay, it's been moved and seconded. Is there any further nominations? Hearing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So ordered, congratulations. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> then it's, is, is it now going to make my big speech or later on? Yeah, oh, they, no, we, please. <laughs> After lunch. <laughs> okay, there was also a suggestion that Wayne Nader be considered for secretary. If, Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any further nominations? Hearing none. All those in favor of Wayne Nader for secretary? Aye. Aye. Opposed? You have to be quiet now. <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, so we have now a new slate of officers Ken Denial, Chairman, Richard Wakuchi, Vice Chairman, and Wayne Nader, Secretary, and we wish you all the best. And your term of office next year? Yeah. Have a warm seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move my junk. You want to just trade chairs for now? Yeah, sure. That way you can poke me when I do something wrong. My coffee cup? Yeah, I, I know. Sure I, I, got, I got a good person on each side of me, so that way when I make a mistake, they can... <laughs> it is amazing how often when you're sitting in this seat that it's the people next to you that keep you on track. It's really appreciated. So Chairman, and I all help you with the, uh, the next item on the agenda, which is uh, approval of a 2015 meeting calendar for the Planning Commission. And t typically the Planning Commission meets the second and fourth Thursday of every month, uh, looking at the calendar for next year with, with holidays and uh, just the meetings in general, there's only th real three changes uh, from that second and fourth Thursday. And uh, one is a February 5th meeting, which is a, a new meeting added. And then also in November, changing the dates to November 5th and November 19th. So we're asking for your approval of that calendar. Okay. Uh, so February 5th, November 9th, and November 15th changes. Question. Um, um, I'm not sure we got this. So February 5th. November 5th and November 19th. Oh, 19th. Okay. Well, no, those are those are actual those are dates true. we're asking for. That, that the schedule in front of you are the actual meeting dates for that year. They're all they're all on Thursday. 
Okay, do we have a motion to um, I'll make accept the commission meeting dates with changes as made? I'll make that motion. Second. I have a motion second. Um, roll call. Mr. Sedison? Yes. Mr. Gray? Yes. Mr. Nader? Yes. Mr. Moss? Yes. Mr. Johnson? Yes. Mr. Acucci? Mr. Denial. <coughs> yes. Okay. That's done. So we'll go ahead and move on to public comment. If anybody in the public has anything they would like to bring before the commission, now is your chance, as long as it's not something that's on our agenda today. Seeing no one, we'll go ahead and move to our 1005 item, Rogers variance. Um, and it looks like on, on that, that one, we're looking for an extension of time. Um, on this one, we're looking to continue it to the January 22nd, um, 2015 Planning Commission hearing. The uh, appellant couldn't be here today. Um, so yes, we're um, requesting a continuance to this item. It's the appeal of the zoning administrator's decision to deny the Rogers variance. Um, and we have confirmed that he will be here on the 22nd. Okay. Um, maybe be just before we extend it, is there anybody in the audience here that came here specifically for this item? Okay, saying saying that. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> um, do we have a motion to continue it? Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion that we uh, continue the Rogers variance to the uh, January 22nd, 2015 meeting. Uh, do we have a time specific we'd like to continue it to? Kathy, is there a time that you have for that? Uh, 10.05, do you want to do a time or do you want to? Time certain is fine. Okay. 10.05 will work. 10.05. Okay, Rich seconds. Um, roll call. Uh, Mr. Sevison? Yes. Mr. Gray? Yes. Mr. Nader? Yes. Mr. Moss? Yes. Mr. Johnson? Yes. Mr. Ricucci? Yes. Mr. Dye? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. 1010, we'll go ahead and move to our 1010 item, Sunset Industrial Area Plan Update. This is the introductory mm -hmm. workshop for it. So, Sherry. Good morning, Sherry Conway, Senior Planner with the Planning Services Division. It's so nice to see you all. I'm gonna apologize ahead of time. I've got a little the uh, drip going on, but uh, I asked EJ if we could convene um, and bring the Planning Commission up to speed with this exciting project that the uh, division has undertaken um, in the past couple of months. So let's begin. I'm really not very, EJ's gonna help me out. <laughs> By way of background, um, in late 2014. So the commission, not to interrupt, but the commissioners, we got this new laser pointer, which. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, that's uh, Is that it? Yeah. That's really cool. I'm so sorry. All right, now you're set. It just melted the screen. It really is. I'm not a James Bond girl, though. In late 2014, the Board of Supervisors provided direction to staff to update the Sunset Area Plan. And uh, one of the provisions that they were interested in was an assessment of infrastructure needs out in that area. And, and one of the reasons that they're interested is that in the last 20 years, we've had several catalysts for change that have occurred, um, one of which is the proposed Placer Ranch project with the city of Roseville, one of which I'm sure you're familiar is the Thunder Valley uh, Casino Resort, which uh, interestingly enough, wasn't even a glimmer in the 1997 uh, Sunset Industrial Area Plan. So that tells you how quickly things have changed. And the proposed Placer Parkway. Again, seemingly challenged. There we go. Most of you are familiar, probably. Some of you have even worked on this. The area plan was last adopted in 1997. Um, and land use policies and regulations have historically limited non-residential uses around the landfill and the MRF operations. So just to give you some perspective um, on where the Sunset area is in relation to all of western Placer County, the Sunset Industrial Area, as it previously has been known, is about an 8,100 square uh, acre area right here. It's bounded to the north by the city to the, of Lincoln, but to the east by the city of Rockland, and then to the south by the city of Roseville. So you can see that Plesser Parkway, as planned, just kind of transact the area. Some of the other projects which are either were approved earlier in the, uh, in the decade and uh, just kind of went to sleep or are now coming forward so it gives you a perspective all of all of the activity in Western Placer County that the Sunset Area is a part of. This is an aerial view, which I find aerial photography to be uh, a great way to have a bird's eye understanding of what's on the ground. Uh, to give you some perspective, Highway 65 runs north and south, bordering the area to the west. Industrial Avenue is where the predominant amount of uh, activity development has occurred in the last couple of decades. Sunset Boulevard uh, interchange was uh, uh, improved just in the last couple of years. I don't know if you can quite see it, the Cincinnati Avenue is this smaller line that runs also in a north-south direction, and then Nichols Avenue in Duluth is down in this section. This is the predominant area of what's out there right now. The former Formica plant is here. And that has been purchased, that property recently, and it is undergoing um, a lot of tenant improvements right now. The Ace Hardware Distribution Center is here. The Rio Bravo uh, power plant is here. This is the self-storage. And right here is the Thunder Valley Casino Resort. Um, over further to the west is the uh, Western Placer Regional Landfill, the Materials Recovery Facility, and their composting operation. Uh, the proposed Placer Ranch project encompasses pretty much the whole southern tier of the Sunset area. Mm, a little bit of this as well. So you can see there isn't a whole lot that's happened out there in the 20 years that have ensued since the adoption of the 1997 plan. Sherry, sure, that map doesn't reflect it, but Sunset does now connect to Athens. Um, Sunset does now connect to Athens. It actually comes up in that way. You're absolutely right. 
I guess this aerial is older. Um, so while we have seen, and actually that's the way that if you, if you get off at that sunset interchange, you'll right away see directional signs that point you either to the landfill or to the casino right there. So that is the direction that most folks travel to get to either of those destinations. Let me continue on here. Just by way of background, the proposed Placer Ranch project um, is the uh, a product of the West Park um, communities. And it sort of gives you an idea of what right now is their land use proposal. The purple that's designated in the center is proposed to be a Sacramento State uh, satellite campus. Some of this red that you see right at that Placer Parkway interchange is proposed to be a mixed commercial use. The yellow down here implies low-density residential. Some of the brown, the light and darker browns, are a, kind of a medium to higher uh, density residential. And then again, this lighter shade of red is more uh, services, so mixed commercial as well. And there is a, an application that's been submitted to the city of Roseville for this project. So what are we looking at? So the board was interested in finding out why the Sunset Area hasn't fully developed its capacity. It was identified for upwards of 40 years as being the potential economic engine for the county, but it's fallen short of that goal. So one of the first pieces that we're interested in is a conducting a full economic market analysis. In other words, what's happening out there in the greater region, state, and beyond um, what are the infrastructure needs that may be a constraint or have been a constraint to development up uh, out there? And then what are the financing options that we could explore to get that infrastructure in place to encourage businesses to come and locate in the Sunset area? We've been tossing around some ideas. Um, because it's such a large area, upwards of 8,100 um, acres, there has been contemplated sort of a districting approach, and this is just completely hypothetical at this point, but it makes sense to think, well, there's some industrial that's already happened down here in the southeast. Maybe the northeast, uh, which is centered around the resort casino, could into, into an entertainment or a recreation zone, maybe some kind of business park, you know. So rather than approaching it as this one very, very large piece of property, we can start to compartmentalize potential uses. So Mark, backing up, back in November, uh, the Board of Supervisors approved a contract with a consulting team comprised of Mintier Harnish, who will be performing a land use analysis for us. The firm EPS, Economic Planning Systems, who is right now embarking on a market trend analysis and they're fully underway with that. Some of uh, the other subconsultants to the team include Kittleson and Associates, they're going to be performing the traffic analysis. Somos Engineering, who are going to be bringing forward the uh, infrastructure assessment. And Joe DeCrecchio, who is going to be assisting us with uh, developing a vision plan so that one of the hopes is that once we have identified some potential uh, new land use designations, we can bring together a marketing piece that our county economic development team can bring out as they go out and tout the area and try to uh, attract you know, some of those anchor businesses that would absolutely spur uh, future development for the area. Let's see, what else can I tell you? We're 
would say at the, with the holidays having interrupted us, we're fully underway in this first piece, market analysis, and we're busy providing the consultants with a massive amount of data. And this is coming from multiple agencies and departments throughout the county that um, we've assembled to assist us with this task. It's a lot of information. But it, what it will do is assist EPS in building this scenario. Um, I believe in your packets there is a, uh, a list of sort of the work plan. I'm happy to answer any questions if you have um, about the specific tasks that the consultants are undertaking. But maybe with that I will pause and um, take any questions that you might have. This is a really exciting project. It's a very aggressive schedule. As you can see we hope to have some uh, deliberations by the end of this calendar year. And as a planning document goes, that's it's fairly ambitious. So uh, we're working really hard to stay on schedule. We've got a great uh, consulting team and an internal county team. So we're working to achieve and stay on track. So with that, I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. I wanted to talk about the, uh, the parkway and the Placer Parkway because that's going to have a significant impact going right through this area. Is there any timing on that? I know it's a very expensive project, and as I understand, the Whitney Interchange is going to about to start to break ground, and that'll be the main access off of 65 to the Placer Parkway. Correct. And uh, as I believe that's going to break ground this next year. Is is that your understanding? That is my understanding. The city of Rockland is. Uh, city of Rockland is actually moving project. forward. So, this is the Whitney Interchange. No. It's up here. It's up here. I don't have a map that shows I don't have a good map that shows it, do I? There you go. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can well, well, actually, this, this, okay. is, this gives you an idea. So yeah, that's with me right there. Right here. What's so, the for the whole parkway? Uh, that's why I guess the question, that was like a $300 million project. Right. right. My understanding is the uh, Department of Public Works is in the final phases. They're about to release the admin draft for the um, EIR, so we'll have more information in the next month, I think. Um, do um, you know how much of that interchange is going to be done as it goes towards uh, industrial at this point? It's not going to go over, the, let's say, the railroad tracks into, um, into that area at this time, past, uh, past the uh, cogen plant, I don't think it's going to go that far. It's just going to be the interchange right now. Is that this first phase, yeah, I believe. Ultimately, the right-of-way does go through the cogen uh, Right, yeah, parcel. it was between the cogen and... Uh, and a piece of and, Formica. Yeah, the old Formica plant. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. And then it comes down and, and levels out as it parallels the north uh, end of the Placer Ranch project. So... Um, it's it's a very expensive project, and it will you know obviously right. happen in phases over many many right. many years, but the uh, it's a critical link between uh, Highway 65 and ultimately Highway 99, which will as you see it from a regional uh, perspective provide access for things like this project right. in an east-west direction. Provides an alternative to 80, which is pretty yeah. critical for the growth of that area. Absolutely, but I, I think the city of Rockland is, is ready to begin. They're finished design on the Whitney Interchange, so I don't know if construction is eminent this spring or this summer. It's close. Does it go over and tie in a power in or baseline? Uh, no. 
I don't think it. No, no, it, it goes. It goes directly it goes across. Right. It's farther down. It's meant as an expressway to, yeah, to accommodate the, the environmental community. They have very limited access on this. I think there's only, aside from Whitney, and then you'll see another one that's at uh, in Placer Ranch. And I'm not sure what that's right there by the, uh, by the Murph. Whether that's is that an, I guess another interchange? This is a, a Fitiment Road right now, yeah, and yeah, there's so actually right a proposed there. realignment of Fitiment Road I as think part of Placer. The last Ranch. one uh, in Placer County. That's the last interchange, I believe, on the before it yeah. dips out. Yeah. yeah. So these are the three interchanges that will be within contained within the Sunset Area. Ninety-nine. Is that what it is? Ninety-nine. Come out by uh, not. Rego, but if it's what's farther what's north, down, would it, yeah, uh, be north of it. Right. Next. Right. I'm. I'm assuming, in the negotiations with Placer Ranch, the easement rights are in the discussion of that right. I'm a, I would assume uh, for the right of way for the yeah. park Parkway Placer Parkway, is it? I, I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, you know, yeah, the, I mean, the right of way. I'm not sure if, if, how much, uh, if any of that right of way has been obtained. It it does show in their conceptual plan that it's right, there. That they, so I and I'm sure that's that's part of it because I would assume if Planter Ranch moves forward, that that would probably mm -hmm. come fairly close behind it. Commissioners, um, the City of Roseville has released the notice of preparation for the EIR for the Placer Ranch project, and I'm fairly confident that uh, that will be something that's discussed not only in the comments to the NOP, but also within the EIR as to that right away and the alignment of uh, the Placer Parkway. Will there be some condition for Placer Ranch to uh, financially support? Uh, that the the park uh, the parkway um, because that's going to be a Roseville project is there because of the county you know I mean this is going to be a critical infrastructure project for Placer Ranch right because it's not a county project uh, the Placer Ranch is not in the county or exists no let me clarify it. something the Placer Ranch is within the boundaries of the county but they've decided to go towards the city. They are requesting annexation into the city of Roseville that has not been completed, uh, nor have the discussions between the county and the city regarding tax sharing agreements or anything related to the annexation occurred. Um, so all of those sort of questions, I have no doubt, will play a, a large role in how this uh, shakes out as to whether or not it does annex to the city of Roseville. So the county could require in that agreement of annexation or allowing the annexation something related to the parkway? I really can't answer that because it's something that, that hasn't really been um, addressed in any detail yet, but it is certainly something that is on the radar of the county. Thank you. So I guess, you know, just kind of brings the question, uh, with Placer Ranch in light of this analysis, where does it sit? I'm sorry, can you repeat? That's kind of an abstract question, I guess. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the city, city of Roseville is, I guess a property owner has showed interest in annexation. West Park but, Communities acquired the, the 
previous uh, Placer Ranch project last yeah. year, and they have made application to the city to pursue um, an annexation for the project. It's roughly 2,200 <coughs> acres of the overall Sunset Industrial Area, so it's this bottom third, more or less. So in the context of this study, is that just going to be kind of a, you might say, a black hole in the study? or the, the scope of work that we've engaged the consultants to look at right now includes the entire 8,100 acres because it is still fully contained within unincorporated Placer County. So. And so I guess the study then will look at it from the perspective of the property owners in terms of what their plans are? One of the, and if you look toward your scope of work, one of the early pieces that the consultants are working with us on is kind of a stakeholder outreach. And in fact, before the consultants were retained, I developed a survey and it went out. We had, uh, it sent out to over, close to what, 500, 460, Kathy? Uh, business owners, property owners, lessors, prospective developers. It was a pretty... Um, a massive effort, um, and it was an electronic survey, so that was kind of fun, and we've gotten results back on feedback, specific um, feedback from folks that are actually doing business out there who are interested in bringing business to there. So we, we have a good finger on the pulse of what's happening right now. We have sort of this, we're painting a picture of, of existing conditions, so that will help the consultants um, look at options for the future. So we are cognizant that we have property owners out there. We have businesses out there who are interested in expanding. We also know that businesses have left, and we're trying to understand, you know, what their reasons for relocating to other areas were. You know, was it money? Was it land? Was it infrastructure, utilities? Um, we do know there are constraints of sewer out in this area. Um, other than what services uh, the industrial in Cincinnati Avenue there isn't really anything in this part of the uh, area. So it's a constraint right now for a business to come there when, um, when sewer availability is limited like it is. I don't know if that answered what your question, the, Commissioner. What is the current sewer? Uh, what, is, what service is that now? Is that Roseville that services? Everything dumps into Roseville. Right now. Yeah, I, I guess what my question, and I don't know if I can phrase it very well, but... I, I may be able to take a huh? stab at it if I, if I understood your question. Um, I mean, just like any you know large planning effort that's underway, you know any any projects that are uh, you know proposed at the time, you know those are considered as part of the process. So so you know Placer Ranch is is definitely a project that's being processed by the city right now, uh, but but it it will be part of this planning effort. Uh, we'll. Look at that, just like we look at all the other uses out there, uh, you know, whether it's you know Thunder Valley and any expansion plans they have, or, or the landfill or whatever uses. So, uh, you know, we're looking at the entire area, and uh, that will be the, you know, discussions that are included. Okay, so, so uh, I guess you know, like a question comes up. At least it's my understanding that part of the idea for this industrial area was to. Uh, uh, what keep sensitive housing and that type of stuff, you know, a, a distance back from the dump. So, the the solid waste transfer state, the solid waste area, so that uh, 
you know, in a few years, you don't lose viability of that area just because of of uh, what's happened around it. And so, I guess will this have any impact on that, or is it just kind of? I mean, how do you think about that as a process? Well, the vision I can tell you right now is job creation. It's one of the goals. The Board of Supervisors is interested in economic development. Mm -hmm. So um, housing, you know, as a whole isn't really, it's not, it's no land use designated right now for housing outside of the Placer Ranch project. Um, historically, the predominant uh, land use designation has been industrial. One of the things that consultants are going to be looking at is, is that the highest and best use? Are there other potential zone designations that may foster and attract businesses that would result in um, quality job creation. So um, I don't see residential designations coming into play, but I do see uh, perhaps a shift from this idea of 100% industrial to something else or a combination of different land uses. And, and on that same note, one of the one of the goals of this plan is to really rebrand the area and and give it a new life, give it a new um, sort of connotation. So where we've always called it the Sunset Industrial Area that does conjure up, at least for me, you know, smokestacks and, you know, warehouses and, and assembly lines. And in fact, um, you know, an idea is being tossed around, uh, uh, calling it something like an innovation district or the Sunset Innovation Area, because that really allows us to have some flexibility. So whether it's R&D or corporate parks, or this is the type of um, new stamp we want to put on this brand, and that will in turn help attract, you know, developers and businesses who might not be thinking about those kinds of uses because right now we're just calling it the industrial area. But I guess is, is you know, is preservation of the landfill still a primary objective or is that something that's still kind of open in this study? We do still have the general plan policy in effect, um, which says a one-mile buffer. Um, obviously, this landfill is doing a great job of diversifying and pooling products out of the waste stream. One of the things that the consultants will be looking at is potential end users of some of those uh, recycled products that are used um, and generated right here in the MRF. Also, suppliers to the MRF, so it's kind of a two-way. So instead of being a constraint, the landfill and its ancillary operations like the compost facility and the MRF become opportunities. So it's it's kind of shifting how we've always viewed this facility. It's always been viewed as a constraint Well, when in fact there are opportunities that could result in job creation that may come out of this. So I think it just depends on your perspective. Okay, well that's, yeah, I think I've got a picture now, thank you. When we're looking at this area and its lack of use or the, the, the lack of interest in the area that's occurred, are fee structures being and permitting process, is that being considered also as to, to Absolutely. why it doesn't happen out there? In our preliminary survey that we undertook this fall, um, we, asked, we asked some standard questions and we also allowed respondents to, you know, freewheel it. Tell us what you think. And one of the consistent responses we heard were, were twofold. 
your fees are too high, and your processes are too slow. So this is the kind of information that's important for us and the consultants to understand so that we could move with, toward uh, a goal of more build-ready parcels, infrastructure being in place, streamlined uh, entitlement. So that's very much that something that affects the bottom line of businesses. When they're ready to go, they want to know with some certainty what it's going to cost and how long it's going to take. And so, yes, in the past, we have heard that those two have been constraints for businesses coming to the Sunset Area. So one of the um, ideas with our environmental document that will accompany this, the EIR, is that it will be a tiering document. So forward from this process, there will be a more streamlined environmental review approach that uh, businesses, developers coming in will uh, look, can look forward to. So that's... That's another piece of this that we're cognizant of. And um, this is a different animal than a lot of community plans that you've looked at in your tenure here because we don't have a lot of residential. We don't have residents that we're meeting with. These are businesses, and businesses are interested in what affects their bottom line. So it's a very different uh, demographic than we typically see with a community plan update. Sherry, I'd like to follow up on Richard's uh, question about uh, the uh, restrictions around the uh, uh, MRF there. Um, our family had property right at the top end of that where it says City of Lincoln, uh, and we were in the process of developing it right in there. We, we touched that right there. And to give a perspective, that's about a mile uh, from the MRF. And we actually had to modify our development to set it back because they didn't want any residential within that mile. And so I, what I'm trying to figure out is how is Placer Ranch, who's going to be basically the only buffer between the MRF and Placer Ranch, is basically going to be Placer Parkway, how the county is going to allow that residential to be uh, that close to the Right, so Placer Park Row will come down in. Correct. And the active cell that they're working on at the landfill right now is this cell. Right, but... Placer Ranch is just right next to that. And Placer Ranch is right below. So I, I guess I'm curious how the county is going to let that happen. And again, to dovetail on what Karen was saying, the, the NOP for that project is now on the streets, and um, we can certainly provide a copy of that to you all. You're interested in reading it. It's good. And that I, will I, give you some. I'd like to just uh, clarify, not clarify, but add on to both what Wayne and what, what Richard were saying. When I was on the council, got off the Rosa City Council in November of 08, and, and Placer Ranch was already in the middle of stuff, and here it is six years later, and well, I won't say nothing's happened, but, but there was that line drawn right through the middle of Placer Ranch where the, you couldn't be within that a mile and a half. And I don't know, it's been kind of quiet lately, but people on north of Blue Oaks, up right up against the, the industrial area there, that development in Roseville, had all kinds Stuck of complaints around. about the smell and everything else. So unless that I like the positive business about the MRF, you know, but unless they change operations and over over time, I'm sure they they will and they have already, obviously. But to get rid of the perception and the actuality of the smell um, of the of the operation, it's it's going to be pretty limited where 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 you can draw that that line. I mean, yeah, you can modify it a little bit, but, um, you know, Placer Parkway is not going to stop the 
the the, the winds from the north <laughs> or whatever. But uh, I think that's going to be a real problem. I hope they I hope uh, they they do look into that into this. I don't know how broad the um, the study is going to be, but that would be not just for the residents, but how about if if this is developed into you know light industrial whatever? I don't think you'd you'd want to back something right up against the MRF. Uh, if it's going to be a constant irritant to everybody. So I hope the study addresses that part since the three of us have brought that up already. So, Right. And again, the first, I want to reiterate, if you look at the uh, scope of work, the SWOT analysis, this um, opportunities and constraints piece that oh, the okay. uh, consultants are looking at, certainly a constraint um, could be the landfill. And so... That's one of the pieces that we're looking at is to try to understand everything that's out there and um, how it can all fit together. So. I guess, you know, just a thought to add on to that. <laughs> that's not my phone. It's mine and it's shut off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, we had a little bit of humor that came into our discussion here. That's good. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Yeah. Now I almost forgot what I was going to say. But it seems like, you know, to me, it seems like uh, with this study going on and in the city of Roseville doing a study, and if they're kind of diametrically not headed down the same path, I guess that's probably what I'm having trouble because uh, you can see where, you know, following up on the smell questions, and I do hear about that. I'm on the solid waste task force since I attend the meetings and beginning to understand it a little bit more. I've just been there a little while, but you, they do hear complaints about the smell and they do struggle, I mean, constantly struggle to work on that. But at any rate, it seems like uh, at some point in time, if, you know, the, pla the Placer Ranch starts developing pretty much as, as shows there, then you know, it might lead to the demise of uh, the facility in the future as far as, like, you know, people move into next airports and the airport has to move out of town. And, and so I see that as a potential problem for the study and how you bring those two together, I don't know. That's a question I guess you're going to have to struggle with. Uh, Sherry, I wanted to talk about the environmental piece of this. Um, and if you could go back to the, uh, the aerial map that we had up a moment ago. It was further, it was earlier on. Well, okay. That shows that that's pretty good there with the wetlands. Is it just? It's there. So. It's not, oh, I don't know about that. There, there. Okay. Yeah. Well, the environmental take, because uh, obviously you already have a conservation area within the industrial area, the Orchard Creek, which is up in the right-hand corner in there. Right, and this is a mitigation bank. Right, that, yeah. nothing's going to happen there. No. And um, it, because I'm sort of familiar, obviously, since we have property next to it, there are a tremendous amount of wetlands out there, vernal pools. Are, right, are right just, in the corner. There's yeah. nothing but vernal pools out through there. Plus Orchard Creek, that darker area, as you can see, coming down through there is uh, down a little lower there, Sherry, right? That dark area through there is all part of uh, that lower area in Orchard Creek. And what I was going to ask is, 
are the environmental piece going to look at what is really practical from how many acres there really is for a potential of development? The Corps of Engineers is getting really hard on this, and the mitigation is, is almost impractical now. So uh, I think it's really going to limit what truly is out there for the potential of development. So. What we're hoping is that as uh, this project progresses, so too will the PCCP's conclusion. And, and once, you know, that document is finished, we'll, we'll know for sure, you know, whether assumptions can be made about taking wetlands down south of Atlans, Athens, rather, because of this. Um, this is also a mitigation bank. Right. So quite a bit of the northern quadrant. Um, but you're right. What does it leave? What are the actual developable acres? It's not 8,000. Even with the conservation agreement that hopefully will be done soon, that doesn't gonna, isn't a, going to avoid all the mitigation that's going to have to take place if they designate a particular area as it's acceptable to develop. So, and again, the cost of the mitigations is just insane right now. So I don't know if it's again practical to say, okay, we can develop this when you know when you start running the numbers, it doesn't look like it's right. Possible. And that's part of the cost analysis that the consultants are going to run. That has to be built into the cost of developing out here, um, even if the county takes the lead, you know, in, in terms of the 404 permitting, it right. still will be a costly process. Um, we're hoping that the time will be reduced, but the cost at the bottom, at the end of the day, will still be um, significant. There's a, a wetland here, um, interestingly enough, that was created when Formica's production, you know, was full speed back in the 60s and 70s. It kind of created its own uh, vernal pool and wetland area. And this now is actually all going away with the cessation of the operations there over the last couple of decades. So it'll be interesting how the Corps um, looks at this. The, the new owner of this property is actually processing uh, a 404 permit right now. So I'll be curious to see. Um, as things have shifted and drainages and uses over time out there have changed. Well, anybody even drove a truck out there when it's wet and they leave their tracks and water sits in it, it's now a vernal pool. <laughs> it's navigable waters, yeah. according to the Corps of Engineers and the EPA. Good golf course out there. It, it seems to me that in the past few years that we have actually looked at several proposed projects here in Estuary. You, know, you, you at, have not? Huh? I'm sorry, you said you had not seen? We have. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah uh, special uh, permits, in fact, have been granted in this area. Apparently, they just haven't been able to go forward. It, it sounds like it, that's been one of the constraints. Another is the lack of sewer um, in, to the degree that some of these businesses need them. So I think that's what the consultants will uh, vet out is, you know, what are the realistic constraints to what's on the ground today? You know, this facility was designed, this is a self-storage facility, this facility was designed around vernal pools. Um, but certainly it's going to cost some money to get around some of those environmental constraints that are out there. Well, I wouldn't think that the sewer is a big issue because, or it shouldn't be, because at the top end of your, your left-hand side is the Lincoln's uh, new large sewer treatment plant. 
obviously it's going to take some pump stations to probably get it over there, but uh, at right. least there's an, an alternative to Roseville. The, there is a bond in place, I believe, and I'm not a public works person, but a bond in place that splits right at the, where the watershed splits. And I'm, it's my understanding that everything north of Athens has to go to the city. Everything south of Athens goes to Roseville. Because there's Roseville's facilities are right. It's a lot to digest, and feel free to call me. And my hope is as we start to uh, glean some data and some information from the consultants over the coming months that we can have them come in and uh, schedule another workshop for you, for your commission, and have you really wrap your arms around this and, and you know, look at the data, the actual science that they're coming up with. It's, it's exciting. So we're at the very inception of it, but I wanted to at least let you know we're underway. The consultant team is working um, diligently. I just got off a conference call with them earlier before coming in here. So um, they're busy, and, and we're busy, and we're hoping that this is a study that um, lays the groundwork for this to actually turn into the economic engine that we've always envisioned it, it could be out in Western Placer County. No more? Any other questions? Anybody in the public like to come up and um, comment on this? My name's Al Roten and I'm from Lincoln. Um, what about the the future of what I would call Mount Trashmore uh, there with the MRF? How much longer uh, can we build that hill? And you know, what what's the future there? Uh, EJ, you probably have that. I, I remember, but I don't want to make any statements off the top of my I, head. I don't have I that. saw it because I know well, it's going to be total, a mountain out there. The total height out. And yeah. then how many years? Because it was, I think, Last time it was like a 50-year. Yeah, that's information I don't have, but there's obviously a, a limit set in place and a, a time frame of that. Uh, but that's that's information we can obviously if we you leave your name with us, we can get that information to you, and then we can provide that to the commission uh, the next time we see you as well. Thank you. Uh, uh, Chair Denio, members of the commission, I'm Paul Richardson. I work for Municipal Resource Group. In a past life, I used to be the planning director for the city of Roseville, but right now I'm under um, contract to help process the Placer Ranch project. So I know you had a bunch of questions about that, so I'm really here to kind of clarify the questions you had going forward rather than augment. But if I can go back, one of the questions you had was about um, the uh, Placer Parkway. How do I go back, EJ? Just the left and right arrow says left hill. Um, thank you. And Cherry took the pointer. Is it up there? Oh, is it? Is it, is it, looks like a is it part of this? First, first you have to be smarter than, oh, it is? Okay, it looked like a pen. Uh, you had asked a question. That, that's uh, Whitney Ranch, which is under construction. The county is currently doing environmental review for that segment of Placer Parkway. Um, part of the Placer Ranch project, the city's expectation is that they will dedicate the right-of-way for Placer Ranch, and that's similar with the Amoruso Ranch-specific plan over here. Um, the, I don't know if you're aware, the city and the county have adopted Tier 2 traffic impact fees 
to help fund and finance uh, at least the portions of Placer Ranch there. So as part of that project, um, it'll be, the land area will be uh, dedicated. Whether they actually grade or not, um, that's to, to be determined. Um, if I can go back to the land use plan, I can ask a couple other questions that you had about the land use plan. Let me see if I can come up with that. Um, part of, uh, there was a couple of questions about the MRF, the material uh, recovery facility. Um, back in January of 2013, and I think EJ was involved in this as well, the city and the county did a kind of a, I would call it an early consultation process on the land use plan, trying to get big picture issues resolved. And one of the issues was the MRF actually sits, this is the existing fitment line, that's where the existing material recovery facility is. And you can see a high tension power line right there. Uh, which kind of creates a barrier for the material recovery facility. So one of the early discussions by the, um, uh, the facility staff was how to better utilize um, the properties. And so the, the concept was to swing fitment to the east. And what that allows is um, rather than taking the, um, you know, they're building these hills and taking it back down to Fidiment Road. It allows you to keep the fill and then extend it across a realigned Fidiment Road. And that does, let me think, go back to the other, go to this other map. Here's, here's the existing alignment by swinging uh, Fidiment out. You're able to take these cells and move them to the, uh, to the east. And that does a couple things. It pushes the cell away from residential. It also pushes it away from the kind of business portion of the Sunset uh, Industrial Area, which was kind of a goal of the um, county. So that was part of the reason why the um, Fidiment Road was uh, shifted. And if you look at the land use plan, or did I go the wrong way? If you look at the land use plan, you can see all the residential is kind of over here and it's trying to be, it's trying to respect the, um, the uh, the distance separation from the uh, from the uh, uh, from the facility. Um, the other question was, what's going on with the coordination between infrastructure for the city and county? In fact, um, Sherry just coordinated a meeting with the consultants that are working on the uh, Sunset Industrial Area and the consultants that are working for the infrastructure for Placer Ranch. And really, the whole goal was that is. How do you combine and make sure the sewer facilities you know, work for Sunset Industrial Area because it all goes to the Pleasant Grove wastewater treatment plant that's um, down here. How do, we, how do we make sure that there's infrastructure oversizing for conveying water because most of, probably the water supply for Sunset Industrial Area and this is gonna come from PCWA, which means that there's gonna have to be a, you know, water so we, in order to facilitate that. Um, and um, looking at kind of how the drainage works. So I think those were the couple of questions you had was the Placer, that I heard was the Placer Parkway and then uh, the material re, uh, recovery, recovery facility. The other thing is, I don't know if you're all aware, there's a, I don't know if you call them an odor consultant, they've got monitors uh, that they're up, up there right now, they're monitoring the wind and the odor from the material re, uh, recovery facility, trying to identify you know, what is the source? Because some of it's not just the uh, uh, 
recovery facility. Some of it's from other, I think actually the Rio Bravo facility actually generates. But what does the, the MRF need to do going forward in the next 30 years to, you know, limit odor at high generating uh, times? And they're actually doing monitoring and this project is looking to, you know, help facilitate. Is there any other operational things that need to, to occur to, um, to limit the odor. So the, I was, my response was just to kind of answer some of the questions I heard you all talk, and I'm happy to answer any other questions okay. that you might have. Well, I guess, I guess if, uh, if, if, you know, some of the uh, odor monitoring is, how can I say this, adverse to the plan that you have up here? You know, like uh, you mentioned the uh, facility, uh, Rio Bravo facility causes problems too. And, uh, you know, those are some things that the Sunset area was set aside to allow uses. Right. And so, you know, now we put these new uses in there and, and uh, they're not successful, not able to be successful to fix those problems. And I guess the question I'm having is, well, I guess that means in, do they have to leave, leave town? Well, I, what I can say is that's kind of what a, an environmental impact report is kind of all about to assess what the baseline uh, issues are and what, if any, mitigations need to occur. Um, some of the mitigations are, you know, protecting, you know, creating landfill buffers like a distance away, but some of them may be uh, what can projects do to help the operations of the MRF to limit the odor so that you can actually have a viable uh, landfill plan as well as allow some of the other uses that you want to encourage out in the Sunset Industrial you know, business, uh, you know, uh, research and development, those types of things. So, but the, hopefully the environmental impact report both for Placer Ranch and for the Sunset Industrial Area will, you know, analyze and, you know, inform the decision makers on what decisions need to be made going forward to, as you say, protect the landfill and also, you know, facilitate the type of uh, business interest you want to occur. So it sounds like you're going to have to work pretty much hand-in-hand hand on this project. Exactly. I agree. Uh, you don't have the one mile. Buffer. I know. This is, this is actually, the residential is actually set at three-quarter mile. That was the... So you're going to ask for an exception on that. Yeah. The um, part of it is, is that... And this is hard to assess. The one-mile buffer really wasn't a scientific buffer. It was more of a policy buffer. So the environmental impact analysis is certainly going to look at, you know, use the noise monitoring and those types of things to, to inform what the, what the appropriate uh, boundary is. But I, I don't know if you can see it. I guess you don't have it on this plan. On earlier iterations, it had quarter-mile, half-mile, three-quarter-mile uh, buffer from the, um, the landfill authority, but it's not, I don't see it shown on this plan. Well, when we were working on our project north of this, they were, it was a hard line, one yeah. mile. Right. I mean, a hard line, they wouldn't even listen to us. Right. So uh, I'm curious if you're proposing to move the Fitment Interchange or the Fitment Road to the west, you're actually going to cut, the road's going to cut right into the expansion area for the MRF. So uh, what's going to happen there? Because that really kind of blows a hole in that little narrow piece well, that they were going to use. For well, what you have is you have this, um, you have this uh, high-tension power line corridor right. that bisects the site, plus 
um, fediment uh, rope. What it does is the landfill authority said it actually improves, if I can get this, it actually improves, I don't know if you can see, you can see, see the, the power line corridor right through there. Um, this whole segment was, you would have had a separate uh, cell. Whereas if you now, if you swing it out, this is a combined, you know what I'm saying? It's a combined area that you can actually build up, take across fitment and bring it down. It, it makes a, a larger cell capacity. So it actually improves the capacity of the uh, facility rather than, um, I don't know how to explain it. You got fitment. You have fitment road. You have bring a cell, bring it up, bring it down to fitment, then bring the cell up and bring it over. This way, with fitment out, you can bring the cell up and cover it all the way over. So you actually increase the uh, capacity, and you also have the potentially to free up an area for other type of land use if you want. On that, can you tell about where the interchange would be by what that lower circle? You mean the new fitment interchange? Yeah, that would be right It'd be there. about right there. Okay. That's and, approximate. And I assume it comes back into fitment at some point. Up yes, it would. It, the intent is it would swing up and then it would tie back in, into fitment north. But again, that's part of the iterative process of going through a land use planning process. It, it's kind of an idea concept that came out of the land use plan between the city and the county and the MRF. Um, it's still, you know, the EIR has to analyze the impacts and things like that. So the actual, it, yeah, Paul, you're swinging the fitment roads going to go up close to the high tension. Um, where this, yeah, the right now fitment road does go up under the high tension power line corridor. So it'll swing, it'll swing up and out. And basically you'd free up that entire area for, uh, landfill expansion area. And then what's the, for the high tension lines? Cause I know in your, diagram of Placer Ranch, you really don't show the easement area for the tension lines as it goes through. It show, you can see it right here. Right, but usually where you have that green open space up a little bit, you'd have, you'd have that underneath the lines all the way through, right? Um, it, there will there. probably, well this is the university, you know, this is a land, there'll be some kind of, you can't build underneath right. that. So what land use goes underneath that, whether it's trails parking. or parking or things like that, it's hard to say at this point. Uh, there is some residential west of the, of Fitment Road called Amarissa Estates. Amarissa Ranch, yeah, I think that's shown. Ranch, I think um, that's shown is, 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 is that going to be included in the analysis of moving this stuff left or going to further to the west? Oh, gosh, I messed it up. Yeah, right. First, you got to be smarter than the... Uh... Well, you don't have to find it. I'm just asking, will that be included? Because there is residential already in the yeah, area. Th that is, you mean in terms of... Um, there it is. And it's within the. It's within that... That This is Amarosa Ranch is... Well, here's the uh, MRF and here's the expansion site. Amarosa Ranch is substantially beyond the... No, I'm talking about Amarosa Estates, which is already there. Oh, this. Which, is, which is right up there, yeah. right? That okay, one I'm road, sorry. there's about two or three hundred homes in there. Yeah. A couple hundred anyway. Right. Um, Will this be included uh, since we're going to be moving, you might well, say, the MRF to the left, to the west? They will certainly get... Uh, 
uh, noticed, one of the issues involving them is the uh, sunset, east sunset, that's their primary access to that. So, I guess I know. so if that, if the roadway gets shifted, that's certainly going to have to be, you know, examined very closely. But it, it doesn't expand the, um, the uh, site, it just utilizes the site differently by swinging the road. And then since there is a, a lifespan on any dump where eventually once the mountain is completely made, it sort of goes away, and then it's a non-issue. Um, you know, I can't because uh, <laughs> I, know that, I know that the life would Eric Otto's not here eventually too, wouldn't yeah. it? Because once the the landfill is com completely utilized, and then you'd have to move it. Well, I, I mean, I mean, we are we are years years out from that, yeah. and I mean, with all the questions on the landfill, what I would suggest is for you know a wor future workshop is we have Eric Otto, uh, you know, with the landfill come and. Uh, kind of give an overview of what what their plans really are, uh, then then you know we can get some good good answers to your questions. It seems like you would keep the recovery and then trans have a transfer Transport. station and right. haul right. it to X place, and right. but you would you would keep that facility as a transfer station at the very least. I mean, right. you can't get along without that. Yeah, and there's so many factors that play into the life of the lands, uh, you know, the landfill, even you know technology and everything else. So it's you know that's constantly changing. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a good topic to to bring back to the commission, uh, just as an informational item. Yeah, I know the we had a couple of cells at up at the lake or between below Squaw Valley, and they're all put to bed. And and I don't know of any bad bad fallout from it at this point. But it'd be interesting to know as how that turned out as it relates to these cells to see what your future holds. Because we obviously abandoned them some time ago and they're covered and everything's, everything surplus is hauled for Nevada now. So, but it makes for pretty expensive disposal. <laughs> well, if you don't have any, I just, I just came up here to kind of clarify the questions you had about that. Um, as a personal comment, which has nothing to do with the city of Roseville, I do agree with Sherry's uh, comment that, you know, as you go forward with this planning effort to kind of reposition and re-image it, coming up with a name other than the Sunset Industrial Area, um, I think sets the tone going forward as you market it, you know, Sunset Commerce Area, Sunset Regional Business Center, Sunset Regional, you know, uh, Commerce, something that kind of evokes an image that is, you know, employment, business, uh, as she said, doesn't evoke the, you know, smokestacks and warehousing, I think is a, is a great idea moving forward for always marketing your plan. Always amazing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, let's say that. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay, thank you. You know, at least on, uh, it's an insight, <laughs> on, the, on, on dumps when they're done, at least it's my understanding is they really never are done. The uh, whoever created it lives with it forever, and so uh, you know this this mountain that's out there will still be the responsibility of Placer County, even after the dump has already uh, reached its maximum. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be a park or, or something. Yeah. Nader Denio Memorial Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, 
Okay, is there anybody else in the public that would like to comment? Okay, seeing none, I'll go ahead and close it off. Thank you so much for comments and everything. I have one question. If oh, I, uh, just one quick question. At one point in my long past, I remember we discussed having a enterprise zone, was it, that where foreign trade could come in and be tax-free. Does anyone remember that? Uh, I see a head uh, now. Yeah. Our, our, our historical uh, reference just happened to be in the room. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what he came the in The other old guy. Anticipating yeah. that question. <laughs> I was just curious if that was still in effect or usable or what status of it is. Lauren Clark, CDRA, otherwise known as historical reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a discussion back in 1997 when we put the Sunset Industrial Area Plan together as the first update since the 1980s. There was a dialogue around that as well as the conversations and eventually implementation of the um, uh, the now defunct, and I'm losing my redevelopment district for that area. So it was all part of the same package of how to move the, at that time, SIA forward with a combination of enterprise zones, redevelopment, the new plan. And at that point in time, there was a discussion about doing some infrastructure work that ultimately did not move forward. That piece of the work program did not move forward. And just part of that historical context, for those who don't know where Sunset came from, it's the Sunset International Petroleum Company of the 1960s. They own that area. Thank you well, thank very you. much. Thank you. You made me feel a lot better. I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, we'll go ahead and adjourn. Thank you all for, for coming today. Nick, Nick. For, for coming today.